When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Thursday, July 21st, and this is People Every Day. Hi, everyone. It's me, Janine Rubenstein, and you guys, it is hot. With record heat temperatures spiking across Europe and North America, we're bringing on a health expert to talk about what's going on and what you can do to make sure you're staying cool. On top of that, we've got another very full show for you. So let's get to what's been buzzing around my timeline today. We begin with news coming out of the White House. Earlier today, President Joe Biden has tested positive for COVID-19. Officials confirmed the positive test and reiterated that the president is fully vaccinated and has received two booster shots for the virus. The White House stated that the president is experiencing very mild symptoms, which include runny nose, fatigue, and an occasional dry cough. Biden began experiencing symptoms Wednesday evening, and according to Dr. Kevin O'Connor, the president's physician, I anticipate that he will respond favorably as most maximally protected patients do. While traveling to Detroit to visit a summer learning program, First Lady Jill Biden commented that she had recently spoken to her husband and that he's doing fine, he's doing good. President Biden has also begun taking Paxlovid, FDA-authorized antiviral medication used to help treat cases of the coronavirus. The president is isolating in the White House and will continue to carry out all of his duties fully. We wish him a speedy recovery. Moving on to some other presidential news, former President Donald Trump attended the funeral service of his ex-wife, Ivana Trump. Their two sons, Don Jr. and Eric, and their daughter, Ivanka, gathered at New York's St. Vincent Ferrer Roman Catholic Church for yesterday's service. The former president's other two children, Tiffany and Barron, were in attendance, along with the former first lady, Melania Trump. Several of those in attendance gave eulogies. Eric Trump described his mother as the embodiment of the American dream, something like a mix of Joan Rivers and Claudia Schiffer. Dorothy Curry, the former nanny of Ivana's three children, had perhaps the most talked about speech. She detailed how she became so close to Mrs. Trump and what it was like witnessing her difficult latter years. As she vividly described in her eulogy, Ivana became engulfed in a, quote, sinking swamp of parasites, not real ones like opportunists, who she says kept her afloat with, quote, illicit dreams and schemes. A very interesting choice of words, indeed. Another interesting detail, Ivana Trump was buried at the former president's golf course in Bedminster, New Jersey. And as the New York Times somewhat crassly stated, it was, in a way, the former couple's final joint real estate deal. Next up, the court case against Ricky Martin has been dismissed. Martin's nephew, who previously accused the Latin singer of sexual abuse, asked to have the case dismissed in Puerto Rican court earlier today. As you may recall, allegations emerged on July 1st when a judge granted a restraining order against Martin. Attorneys for the Live in La Vida Loca singer told people in a statement, just as we had anticipated, the temporary protection order was not extended by the court. The accuser confirmed to the court that his decision to dismiss the matter was his alone without any outside influence or pressure, and the accuser confirmed he was satisfied with his legal representation in the matter. The statement continued with, this was never anything more than a troubled individual making false allegations with absolutely nothing to substantiate them. 
So wild. We will definitely keep an eye on how Ricky Martin moves on from all this. And now it's time to get to our hottest story of the day, which is actually quite serious. The heat wave scorching the Northern Hemisphere. I don't know about you, but baby, it is hot outside. The world is seeing a historic heat wave. Earlier this week, unprecedented wildfires swept across Europe, and over 100 million people in the United States are under heat alerts. And health officials are warning people, young and old, to beware of the sweltering temperatures as they can have deadly outcomes. So all that said, we had to call in an expert on this topic. Very Well's chief medical officer, Dr. Jessica Shepard, is here with me now to break down why the sun can have devastating consequences on one's health and best precautions to take to be safe while outdoors. Hey, Dr. Shepard, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, from coast to coast and abroad, daily highs are reaching record numbers. So explain why just being out in the sun these days can be so harmful to our physical health and maybe we not even know it. I love the way our body is designed and what it can acclimatize to and what can adjust to. But when you have moments where it is outside of what we would consider, I guess you normal factors when we're talking about heat, your body doesn't always have the capability to adjust to that as quick as it should or sustain it when we get into very high temperatures. And what we've been seeing across the country is that sometimes we don't realize that our body is in distress. And sometimes when we do realize it and something harmful happens, it's a little too late. These are temperatures that we haven't seen sustained for a very long time, specifically across globally. This is across the country. It's international. And heat stroke is one of the most serious heat-related disorders. Wow. Well, finding a cool spot seems harder and harder to do these days, but there are some things we can do for relief. I know I, I really get concerned whenever my husband and the kids leave the house, so I'm always making sure they have ice water. And a friend told me that a loved one who lives in the U.K., freezes her bed sheets because they don't have a lot of air conditioning. So what are some other practical things we can all do to stay cool? Well, you always want to think of what could happen if you were in an instance where you didn't have anything to cool you off. And when we think of heat stroke, we're thinking of how the body becomes unable to actually control its temperature and its homeostasis. I think individually, we can think about the things that we do every day by having things that are going to decrease the amount of time that you have access to something that's going to cool you down. And also your environment. Where are you most of the day? For people who work outside or for people who are going to be in, in the heat for a prolonged amount of time, finding ways to disrupt the time frame that you're going to be exposed to the heat, having maybe your frozen water bottle or even having like little coolers or even fans. These are going to be helpful in these times. Got it. Got it. And then what about, you know, just the clothing that you wear and maybe topical things. Are there any things out there that you recommend? If you think of actually countries that really have high heat, such as India, we actually see that they use the best type of clothing and material, such as cottons and linens, and really having the ability for air to move through the clothing to decrease that core body temperature. And that's wearing loose-fitting clothing. And the reason why we want loose-fitting is, again, to let the air flow through, but also for your body to be able to regulate. And the way that it can do it is having the ability to kind of wick off the sweat 
and decrease that core body temperature as well. And we think of athletic clothing and athleisure clothing that actually do a really good job as far as wicking off uh, sweat and decreasing that core body temperature. And the last thing that I would say, all my dermatology colleagues would Make sure that I say this is making sure that you're using some protection against sunburn. It does not matter what ethnicity or color you are. Everyone should be wearing some type of sunburn protection and applying it generously and reapplying it as much as every two hours. And to that point, I know all my mom friends would, would get on me for not saying Take those babies out of the car. I don't care how quick it is. You know, I heard this the other day. That temperature actually incrementally goes up significantly in a very short amount of time when you have a parked car. Even if you leave the window cracked or open, you're still going to have significant temperature increases inside a car. Everyone is being affected by this summer heat wave. And unfortunately, some folks believe that if you are young, fit, and healthy, then you are not susceptible to all these dangers we just talked about. But that's not the case, right? What are the signs and symptoms we should be aware of? Being aware of our surroundings and also knowing your body, knowing what feels normal and what may not feel normal. Many times uh, people kind of push off some symptoms that might be alerting them that something is not right, whether that's feeling faint or dizzy. And sometimes when we get very thirsty, we think we're hungry. So making sure that you're paying attention to your body. And also if you have signs such as cool moist skin with goosebumps when in the heat, that's actually not a good thing. So that can be what your skin can have some symptoms and signs of, again, dangers of heat exposure and also heavy sweating or faintness. Again, what we were talking about, dizziness and also how your body feels, such as your pulse. If you feel that you have a weak and very rapid pulse, that also is not good. Your body is trying to give you these signals that it needs something to help sustain what it's going through. According to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, there are an average of 702 heat-related deaths and over 9,000 hospitalizations each year across the country due to heat. So if you or someone you know is experiencing heat exhaustion, what immediate steps should be taken? You immediately should tell somebody. So whether that's through text or if you're with someone, let them know what you're feeling. At that point, you need to stop exactly what you're doing and rest. So if you're in a standing or walking position, make sure that you sit. If you're sitting and feel faint, you might want to lie down. You're trying to give your body the best ability to now restore and do what it can before even getting on, to, on board some of the help that you may get from either emergency services or having cool water or sports drinks. And the other thing is try to find a place that's going to help facilitate decreasing that core body temperature. So take a quick look around, even if there's a tree or over covering that can help you while you're resting. And Last thing, when you're taking in water initially when you might feel that you have some heat exhaustion or heat stroke is not to take it so quickly and really taking time to take small sips so your body acclimatizes to it and then start to increase how much fluid you're actually taking in. Oh my goodness, Dr. Shepard, thank you. I didn't know most of this. Well, it's been so helpful to me, but I hope to everyone listening as well. I wish you nothing but cool days for the rest of your summer. Thank you for having me and I can't wait to do this again. Love Island USA is streaming on Peacock. And if you guys haven't started watching yet, you guys are missing out. We sit down with the reality dating show's host, Modern Family alum Sarah Hyland, to preview the new season. But first, speaking of reality TV, there is a lot 
a lot of news coming out of the wonderful world of Bravo. After the break, we bring in our resident Bravo expert to recap all of the chaos that's happening from Southern Charm to Real Housewives. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. We are back, but with all of the bombshells coming out of the world of Bravo, I thought it was best to turn the mic over to our Bravo aficionado, or Bravo Nato, if you will, <laughs> Dave Quinn. Take it away, Dave. Thanks, Janine. And yes, there is a lot happening in Bravoland. <laughs> First, we're going to go down south where there is plenty of sweet tea to spill. People exclusively revealed that Southern Charm Shep Rose and Taylor Ann Green have called it quits after two years of dating. According to our insiders, the problems in their romance came down to Shep's playboy ways. One source said, quote, Shep has a real issue with monogamy and refused to commit to Taylor, telling her that he doesn't want to be with just one person and change his lifestyle. Yikes. We also were told by a source that Taylor is, quote, incredibly hurt, but she knows that she deserves a guy who will fight for her, not one who is so selfish. <laughs> Amen. Don't we all deserve that? Team Taylor all the way. Next up, the rumors are real. Tamara Judge is returning to the Real Housewives of Orange County. And that's not just her opinion. <laughs> oh, sorry for the bad Tamara impression. But yesterday on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, the two T's and a pod host confirmed she's coming back as a full-time housewife for RHOC's upcoming 17th season. And she appears to already have her tagline, telling Andy, quote, the judge is back and drama is in session. Ooh. Tamara joined the cast in season three, all the way back in 2007, and was a staple on the show, of course, for 12 years. Now, fans will remember she was fired back in January 2020, just before season 15. Production is set to begin next week with Shanna Bedore, Heather Dubrow, Gina Kirschenheider, and Emily Simpson all likely to return alongside some new housewives we've yet to meet. Trust me when I say this is going to be good. And speaking of housewives, we have to talk about the cringeworthy moment from last night's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It started when Crystal Kung Minkoff opened up to the other women about her struggles with her eating disorder, leading to a series of bizarre questions, comments, and advice from the rest of the cast. The worst just might have come from Erica Girardi, who, while responding to Crystal's revelation that she feels guilty whenever she eats, told Crystal, quote, I always think, take laxatives and get rid of it. Other housewives like Arcel Bouveau then called Erica out for giving unsolicited medical opinions, though Garcelle also caught the side eye of the women when she told Crystal, you look thin, and insisted Crystal say thank you for the compliment. Social media has been going wild as usual over it all. Expect a slew of apologies and quote, my comments were taken out of context <laughs> remarks to come in the upcoming reunion. I cannot wait. 
Love Island USA has a new home streaming on Peacock and the fans are ready for their favorite guilty pleasure based on the British reality dating competition where hot singles descend on a tropical locale to either successfully couple up or be sent packing. The new season just premiered and man, be it cast members sharing that they like to be called daddy or some sneaking off to, you know, have a little secret date. Night one did not disappoint the franchise also has a new host, Modern Family alum, Sarah Hyland, who is so funny and a true believer in love on camera and off. <laughs> so here with me to dish on one of Summer's most talked about shows is Sarah herself. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you are now the new host of Love Island USA. Already in the first episode, you've shown off your sense of humor, your sexiness, confidence, and I just can't wait to see what happens next. But how did this new gig come about? I'm a fan of all reality TV, (laughs) (laughs) especially ones that involve like dating and romance and beaches. So I was a fan before and I just reached out and when they came to me with it, I was like, um, yes, 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 please. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I want to know, what do you think the odds are of actually finding true, true love? on these types of dating shows? I don't know if you can measure love like that Mm. and put a percentage and ratio for finding it. It's either going to be there or it's not. And sometimes it's there to just teach you a lesson instead. I mean, like with Wells, obviously, like he went on a show to find love and ended up finding it, not from that show, but because I watched it. So, you know, there's always an effervescent path to where you're supposed to go. And Mm. it's always winding and turning. And to quote Shakespeare, the course to true love never did run smooth. So I think going on a show like Love Island, I think it's either going to happen or it's not, but who knows where that's going to lead. I think things happen in your life for a reason. Well, having found love yourself, we know your wedding is on the horizon and the details are under wraps. What are you enjoying most about this, you know, pre-tying the knot process? I've been working so much. I think probably the thing that I enjoyed the most was my bachelorette trip slash party. Mm. Highlight of the bachelorette trip? The people, my friends. It was like brides and bride and babes. Yes, uh, I love it. My best friend, maid of honor, Sierra, got I got like a getting hitched and they were getting rowdy. And it was hysterical because <laughs> we all decided to wear them on the very last day, like for the plane. <laughs> and we were not getting rowdy. <laughs> so the pictures from that are really cute. Oh, you guys are like knocked out by that point, I'm sure. Yeah, well, yeah. with all you've got going, how are you doing emotionally and, and physically health wise, you, you've been so open about your health journey and your medical journey. How are you feeling? I'm drinking a gallon of water a day. I'm trying to get as much sleep as I possibly can. <laughs> yes, I'm thriving. This has just been the most amazing year. And I'm so grateful for everything that I have not only worked really hard for to obtain, but also things that have come my way just by fate. I'm just really, really grateful. Well, before we let you go, what should Love Island fans be looking forward to this season? What can you tease, if anything, about moments to come with this crazy crew? Well, we're on Peacock now, so we are really pushing the boundaries. We are having naughtier challenges. There's going to be a lot of twists and turns for not only the Islanders, but for America. 
But we are still inviting America, essentially somewhat, into the villa by voting for all of the things, what they think, who's their favorite couple, who should go on a date. And I think that that's going to be the most interesting part because we don't we don't know what the people will proclaim. Well, thank you so much for being here with us, Sarah. It, it's just always so great catching up with you. And I am excited for this season. Thank you so much. All right, you guys. Well, one of the things I truly miss about my college days, aside from, you know, not having any real responsibilities and making lifelong friends, was figuring out which elective classes to take. Seriously, I love learning new fun topics that had nothing to do with my major. I mean, I went to Berkeley and we had the famous Tupac course, right? Well, if I were a student at Texas State University right now, I know exactly which class I'd be trying to get into. Dr. Louis Dean Valencia, an associate professor of digital history, announced he'll be teaching a course titled Harry Styles and the Cult of Celebrity, Identity, the Internet, and European Pop Culture at Texas State University's Honors College in spring 2023. Dr. Valencia described the course in a tweet over the weekend saying, this course focuses on British musician Harry Styles and popular European culture to understand the cultural and political development of the modern celebrity as related to questions of gender and sexuality, race, class, nation, and globalism, media, fashion, fan culture, internet culture, and consumerism. That's a lot. (laughs) He also told NBC New York that he's always wanted to teach a history class that is both fun, but also covers a period that students have lived through and relate to. This class just sounds cool, right? But I mean, isn't that kind of what we do here at People Every Day? All I'm saying is that if you're looking for a guest speaker, Dr. Valencia, I am more than happy to come speak to the youth. (laughs) But for real, I am very jealous of anyone who gets to take this class. Thank you all for listening today. Hopefully, like the students at Texas State, you feel a little more informed about today's pop culture news. We'll be back to close out the week tomorrow for your Friday edition of People Every Day. Stay cool out there.